Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about angels and demons. And I've brought Pastor Brett here to talk about this. And then um, Pastor Mike Baker is back. Now I wanted to bring you back because I heard you're going to be speaking at Spring Hills at some point, right? Is that that's yeah, that's the, that's rumor? the rumor. Okay, yeah. so this is Mike. He was uh, part of our Questions About Heaven and Hell podcast. So today um, I asked Mike to come back down to talk with Pastor Brett here about angels and demons. It's great. And let's just point out, Mike is pastor at Cross Point Church here in Santa Rosa. Yeah, you got it right, too. And if, Cross I, was, Point. if I wasn't going to Spring Hills, I would go to Cross Point. Wow. He does also he, said the same thing yeah, to Corey. And, oh, I was okay. going to say, does he say that every time somebody's on? <laughs> so today, I, um, Brett, you did, a, you did a sermon series called Angels and Demons a while back, and it was probably, you know, COVID has made time not exist anymore, so I'm guessing... That uh, this is part of the reason I, I can't like looking, yeah, looking around. Yeah, like this at, boom. That's a, it's all right. We'll figure it out. Um, so uh, you did a, a podcast, or I mean, a sermon series on angels and demons, um, uh, probably two years ago now, and uh, super interesting. I went back and listened to a little bit of it before I, I wrote some questions out for this. Um, and then Mike, I just, I just wanted to bring in. You said that it was strange that I asked you for the heaven and hell one, and now angels and demons. Yeah, I'm sensing um, a trend. There's a maybe. Yeah, you're gonna be on the end times we one, just, right? Yeah. Perfect. We just need a color guy to make a few <laughs> comments. That's all. So, yeah. Well, I didn't even know. So Brett's preached a whole sermon series on angel. What am I even? Well, doing it's two years here? ago. He probably doesn't remember. Oh, it. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just, not so much. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk about angels and demons. I'm going to ask you guys some questions, um, some basic questions about it that people maybe they don't know uh, a whole lot about angels and demons. So we're going to just go through some of this and, and um, maybe clear some of it up. So first of all, let's just talk about where angels and demons come from. Um, we angels and demons do exist. We can start with that. And let's go to uh, where did they come from? Where were they? When were they created? How were they created? And, and that sort of thing. Brett, you want to start us off? I've never thought about when exactly, uh, but they are created beings. That's a, a something to just lay out there right away. They're created beings. Uh, Jesus Christ, of course, is not a created being. He's the eternal Son, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Some cults will attribute uh, Jesus to being a, a created being, which he's not. But angels are. Somewhere in the creative work of God, he created these angels. Uh, demons are fallen angels. We want to point that out. People get really confused. What are demons? Did God create demons? No, he created. They were all angels, and uh, some of them uh, with the devil, who was a high-ranking angel, uh, re led a rebellion against God. And so we, we call them demons. They're fallen angels. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, the um, that question of when they were created, you know, we're... we're uh, we're answering questions that there aren't a lot of clear passages about in Scripture, right? Yes, and so yes. I, I'm always I'm always reminded in those situations to to hold what we do know with somewhat of an op open hand because we're basing it on just a, a few uh, small passages. Uh, I was thinking about Job 38. God's yes. talking to Job. And it's that great gird up your loins like a man because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about how things are. And one of the things that he says there is he he says that um, when the earth was being created, uh, the the angels were there praising God. So sometime in in uh, after um, after the whatever you would call it eternity passed. 
first there's just the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. And then there was some sort of a creative work of the angels before there was the creative work of um, of earth. Good, good. But yeah. somewhere, somewhere in that time, how long was that time? Where was that? Was that um, in those those uh, uh, days at the beginning of Genesis? Was it somewhere else? We, we don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, like like Brett said, somewhere in there, God created angels, and it appears that angels are each individual created beings by God. There isn't, they aren't brought about by, by, um, reproduction like we are. Yeah. That's a good point um, to make too, that they do not reproduce. Um, yeah. Another question I got in here, when we die, do we become angels, but you're getting into that they're created. Yeah. Beings. Because Jesus was asked a question about the man who had a, had uh, a wife who died, then he married again and she died. And then I, don't, I can't remember, he had seven wives that each one died previously. And the question was, when we're in heaven, you know, who who will be his wife? Some question like that. And Jesus said, there's no marriage in heaven. They're like the angels. Mm-hmm. So we take it there's no reproductive capacity with angels. Um, they are able to inhabit human beings. We won't get into the sons of God from Genesis 6, but there's some indication, some believe that angels inhabited humans and actually cohabitated. This is actually all uh, I want to talk about is the yeah, Nephilim. Yeah, the Nephilim. Yeah. That. Save that for another one, perhaps. But that's yeah, Genesis I, I, 6. Yeah, yeah, that's not on but, my list But here. generally, yeah, the created beings, non, non-sexual, non like, you know, men, women, angels, no, and uh, very powerful. So you're saying when we, we mentioned that each angel is individually created, there are different ones that we read about throughout the Bible. We read different um, different names of the angels, and then we also hear about in um, Isaiah, the cherubim, the seraphim. So uh, what are these? What are the different types of angels, and what are the cherubim and seraphim that we read about? Yeah, so I, I heard an idea a while back about angels that really kind of um, changed my perspective, because we, we read about these descriptions of angelic beings in different places, you know, Isaiah 6 and Revelation 4 and these other places, and there's different numbers of wings, and there's different descriptions of what they look like, and um, and the wings are covered in eyes and yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're, they have six, well, here they only have two, and they're, they're like this, and um, and one of the things that I heard was, um, you know, we know the names of a few, you mentioned cherubim, seraphim, and we know the um, uh, the the general thing that angels do. The word angel in Greek means messenger. They they carry the message of God, right? But what if angelic beings are more like animals on the earth than there only being one or two types? Mm. What if angel is more like mammal, Interesting. right? And then there's elephants, and there's you know, house cats, and there's all different kinds because we seem to see in different places, angels look really different. Yeah. So what if angel is more of like a, a class of heavenly being that God's made and less of just like human being where they all white robe wings and a halo. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That, that was deep. I need to, I need to listen to this podcast again. <laughs> and I hadn't thought about that. That's very interesting. Um, yeah. So you have, um, I'm uh, the cherubim. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, I didn't didn't say that right, huh? Yeah, the, well, I don't know, cherubim and the seraphim, uh, also the archangels. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look in the Michael, cat- 
Michael the Archangel, Gabriel, uh, who brought the message to Mary and Joseph. If you look at uh, Ephesians chapter 6, we learn about fallen angels being organized into principalities, powers, um, evil forces. It, it, uh, it does indicate uh, that at least the fallen angels are highly organized, and one might assume that you know, good angels are also organized, perhaps in different, to Mike's point, the same genus of God's creation, but having different sort of uh, functions and roles and all of that. Cher- uh, Satan was a fallen cherub, okay. uh, and uh, some have suggested that that's the highest rank of angels because Satan was one of those, a cherubim, plural, but cherub. Um, so... Yeah, it could be. That and then, case. well, let's just go to this. What was then. the question so, again? No, well, my question was, <laughs> was the different types of angels, the cherubim, the seraphim, and what are they? Yeah. And what is the archangel? Like what we, we read about the archangel and we read about different interactions that he's had, but what, what does the archangel do? What do angels do? What's their purpose? I think you pointed out well, Mike, with the uh, angelos, the Greek word means messenger. So they, they, you pray like Daniel was praying, right? And uh, Michael was sent out to answer uh, Daniel's prayer, and then he got he got in a battle with the uh, the Persian Prince of Persia, Prince of Persia mm-hmm. another in, a demonic uh, sort of uh, force. And but he was sent um, on a as a messenger to answer Daniel's prayer. Uh, God, when you and I pray about something, God will use angels, send them out. In the case in the book of Acts, uh, when when the people are praying for Peter's release, Peter was thrown into jail, you know, by Herod, and it was like he was going to kill him. And uh, people were praying for Peter to be released. Well, God mm-hmm. sent an angel to open the jail. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think you, you would say in every circumstance that's what's happening, but certainly God does. Yeah, and there is a, you know? there is a spiritual warfare thing that is going on with angels too. I was thinking about, you know, even just in the, in the proclamation of Jesus's birth, uh, there's the, the angel that appears and then there's a, a multitude, a heavenly host. That's, that's an army term that's used there, right? Yeah. So it's like a battalion of, of angels. There's, there is warfare being waged there. And, and also I was just kind of thinking, going back to, to what you would mentioned earlier, do we become angels when we die? I think understanding what angels are helps to clarify things like that. Because in popular culture, you see that a lot. Like, oh, my grandma, she's an angel now watching, you know, looking down on me or whatever. But when we understand, no, that's a distinct, different kind. That's kind of like saying, does, you know, does a giraffe become a lion when it dies? (laughs) Right? Like, this is a totally different type of being. So, no, we will always be humans, um, and, and we, we talked in the heaven and hell, um, podcast about resurrection from the dead and what we have to look forward to our, our souls being reunited with our, with our physical bodies. We will always be human and angels will always be something separate that has this distinct purpose, this distinct creation from God. Yeah. Wow. I, I was thinking to just a comment on the, you mentioned the, uh, heavenly host, and the army of angels, and it made me think about when Jesus was arrested by the Romans, and Peter went out and chopped you know, his ear yeah, off. Yeah, chopped mm-hmm. off the guy's ear, 
And Jesus told him to put his sword away. Don't you know I could call 12 legion of angels yeah. right now? I mean, and it's like a legion, I believe, was 6,000. So you're looking. Yeah, I Peter, could, bless your heart. But well, put I your could, sword yeah. away. It's like I could, I could call on 72,000 angels right now. Mm-hmm. You don't get it, Peter. I'm giving my life you know, as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. No one takes it from me. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, um, there's probably just, and uh, for us anyway, so many angels that exist, we couldn't even number them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're yeah. very powerful. Yeah, Hebrews, I think, even says there's an innumerable, innumerable number. Ho- yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I was thinking as you were saying that, I, I was picturing, you know, Elisha's servant. There's, mm, you know, mm. here the the physical armies gathered and he's like, we're surrounded. What are we going to do? And Elisha's like, just open his eyes, God. And then he goes out and looks again and whoa, there's a whole army of, of angels. And you see that in other places too, like when people's eyes are open and they realize there is that protection, um, that that army aspect that angels fulfill. Yeah, 2 Kings 6, uh, 15 to 17 is the the reference to uh, Elisha and the angels surrounding them. And then I was thinking about in Hebrews uh, 13, you know, show hospitality to strangers um, because you may be entertaining an angel unaware. Huh. And what, is, yeah, let's dig into that a little bit because how would that be, how would we be unaware that it's an angel? Because, Mike, if you're talking about these angels possibly being these different beings, the different, or not possibly being, but these angels are different beings, how are we unaware? if it's an angel that we are entertaining. They do inhabit human bodies. And we see that in the case of uh, Lot in the Old Testament. These two men show up to Lot's house and tell him, hey, God's going to destroy this place. You need to get out. The three men that that talked to Abraham. To to Abraham Mm -hmm. and the one that talked to Samson. Oh, that might be, no, Samson's parents, excuse me. That might be a uh, reference, maybe the pre-incarnate Christ. Uh, But they, they, they inhabit Man, I mean, I'm like thinking we probably have had angels show up at church. I hope the message was good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, hope they our went, people they treated go and them report well. back. Yeah. We yeah. Re- no, this was a good one. This they went a good back one. and they were like, "Well, the drummer was a little, yeah. uh, a little wild, but." Uh, but what a what an interesting verse in Hebrews 13. Yeah. Show hospitality to strangers. For some of you, may be entertaining an angel. Yeah. Think about that. Now you say when you're talking about angels can inhabit a human body. I there's also the demons side of this. The yes, demons can yes. uh, inhabit a human body. So you've mentioned before we get totally into the. I'm going to try to segue here. I'll see how good this segue is. But um, first of all, if some angels have already fallen from heaven, is it possible that more will? All right, I give your segue uh, like it, six, I haven't six out yet. of ten. Oh, that wasn't even yet. the nope. segue. Nope, it's oh coming. Oh my gosh. Get ready right. for it. Can well, more fall than, boy, you know what? You know how to build suspense uh, I mean, in a podcast. This is good. G- given the revelation we have in scripture, they'd be really stupid <laughs> to do that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's it's the clip like, I'm going to use to promote this Yeah, there this you go. One. It's like, I mean, if you see Satan's, Satan's uh, defeat at the cross and God's mm-hmm. pronouncement of him, and even all the way back in Genesis, he's, you're going to be crushed and, and then some other ones yeah. leave. You know, it's like, okay, man, it's up to you. But what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, okay, that, so now that's, here's... That's the old joke, right? Like the day your guardian angel decides to turn into a demon, that's a bad day for you, right? <laughs> right. We haven't talked guardian angels yet. No, 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 no. There is a reference to a guardian angel in Oh, go Psalms. ahead, yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't have it at my fingertips, but there is in the Psalms, 
talks about a guardian angel. But the the thing that people do is they go from there to everybody has mm-hmm. a guardian mm-hmm. angel. And have you, you know, have you, have you seen, met yours? Yeah, have you seen your guardian angel? Yeah, and it almost and, becomes uh, a, a worship of the messenger rather than yeah. the the, uh, the originator so, of the message, yeah. right? I mean, does everybody have a personal guardian angel? I can't say they don't, but I don't see any scripture that says that, they that gives us assurance of that. Sure. You yeah, know. Matthew Matthew eighteen ten, uh, Jesus says, "See that you don't despise one of these little ones." Talking about children, for I say to you that their angels in heaven continually see the father, the face of uh, my Father who's in heaven. Oh, so interesting. Another another passage where there seems to be some sort of connection between angels and humans, and we certainly see it in places like Daniel in the lion's den and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and, and places like that. But like Brett said, there nowhere says there's a one-to-one correlation. Everyone is assigned an, an angel or anything like that. Yeah, because then who got Michael and Gabriel? Because uh, I wanted those people right? must have. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Archangel, I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, Archangel means supreme or chief. Okay. Um, you know, you you think about the the R, uh, not the Ark, A R K, but A R C H, just the top of something. Um, so there's various references about that. And any of these podcast listeners, do we have any? Uh, hello. We get about 300 <laughs> per 300, episode. 000, I think. Don't 300 we? listens okay, per that's episode good. right now. You can always send in to me or Mike and we'll, we'll send you all these notes. We've got a bunch of passages. Some people might get uh, particularly interested in angelology. That's what we call it in, in theology, angelology. We have a lot of references. Okay. So, so I'll, I'll throw a theological thought out there that Brett can correct. Um, so something, something just unique about angels, if they are all uniquely created, you know, humanity is in this situation where we have a sin nature that's inborn in us, right? So from Adam and Eve, from the fall on, we're born with this sin nature and that's why we need to to turn to Jesus. And, and, uh, the whole point of Jesus death on the cross was to pay the penalty for sin that we are born into all of us, no matter what we've done or what our backgrounds are, need to be saved from our sins. And that's what Jesus accomplished for us. Well, angels, each one is in a unique, uh, they've been uniquely created. So it would stand to reason that each one of them is more like Adam and Eve in the garden than like us. They don't have a, a sin nature like we do. They each get to make their own choice like Adam and Eve did. And so it appears that a third or so made that choice. There's that reference in Revelation yeah. about the, the dragon being cast out of heaven and he... Third of the stars. Yeah, I think swiped his the, tail and a third of the stars yeah. fell down with him. And, yeah. and we see other places talking about that's when, when Satan was cast out of heaven. So a third of those demons made that free choice. They have that, that free choice to make. Um, could more make that now was your question. I mean... Theoretically, theoretically, yes. I guess if they yes. have free will, yeah. If yeah, but again, if they they'd be pretty stupid, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would think. I mean, it, and it appears from scripture, you don't ever see anything about anybody changing sides. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind yeah. of seems like the battle lines were drawn a long, long time ago, and now it's just playing out. Well, let's yeah. go to this then. So, why did Satan and a third of the angels fall from heaven? Yeah. Why did this happen? That well, was my segue. Was going from if they that's could. a nice segue. Right. Thank you. No, well, like eight a, out of ten. Nah, like oh, three. Oh, got worse. Oh. Yeah, like three. So, hey, you, if you put the three and the six together, <laughs> I got there a nine. You go. 
So you have you have two uh, particularly important passages for the listeners to read and think through. One would be Isaiah 14, and the other would be Ezekiel 28, where uh, the prophets in both cases use the analogy of the king of Tyre. It's it's an interesting they're interest. It's an interesting passage because it sounds like he's dealing with the king of Tyre when he makes comments. But then he quickly shifts to describing things that could only be attributable to uh, a very powerful, angelic creature, Satan. So, um, but Isaiah 14, um, Ezekiel 28, basically says that that the devil, Lucifer, um, became consumed with his own beauty and pride filled him. And... um, so it, it was it was basically pride mm-hmm. um, that he got full of himself. He wanted to be worshipped. He wanted to be worshipped. He wanted, uh, you know, he was deluded, obviously, deluded himself. Um, and as a result, he was kicked out of heaven and the rebellion began. But it, it's the same thing that we struggle with. Uh, the devil tempted Adam and Eve with pride. You can be as God, knowing good and evil, um, and he was able to get Adam and Eve to disobey God on that basis. Interesting. So, and it's, it remains today probably our biggest struggle is pride. Yeah. We, we hide, we don't admit things, we don't confess things, whatever it is, we think more of ourselves than we should. Uh, from Isaiah 14, you said in your heart, talking about Satan, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I'll sit in the Mount of Assembly. Yeah, like that that heart that's, uh, that says, no, I, I'm, I'm not going to worship God anymore. I'm going to be like God. In fact, I'm going to be above God. Um, and boy, Brett, what a, what a good uh, reminder for us. That's what caused Satan's fall. And we can explain away our own pride, can't we? Like, I haven't murdered anybody. Yeah. Um, I'm not cheating on my wife. Like, not I'm not, bad. I'm not doing these things. And so, okay, yeah, I ought to work on my pride. But no, that, that pride in us, that was the thing that was at the root of Satan's rebellion against God. That is something that we, we really need to take seriously in our own hearts. And yeah, lives. interesting. Pride uh, precedes a fall. This is out of Ezekiel 28. Uh, verse 13, it says, You were in Eden, the garden of God, uh, sardius, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sas- sapphire, emerald. Um, I can't even say this one. Carbuncle? You got a carbuncle room? I don't know. Uh, crafted gold. That's were- actually my next question is what, a, what is a carbuncle? Carbuncle. Uh, verse 14, you were an anointed guardian cherub. There's the reference to the cherub. Uh, I placed you. You were on the holy mountain of God in the midst of the stones. Guardian. Of fire. So was he? Was he a, a like a a guard of the other throne? angels, or perhaps? Oh yeah, perhaps that uh, cherub uh, responsible for that. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till unrighteousness was found in you. In the abundance of your trade, you were filled with violence in your midst, and in you sinned. I cast you as a profane thing from the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O guardian cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was proud because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. So between Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, you have a good description of what happened. Yeah. Let's, um, the last thing I want to talk about here is, is uh, going back to 
um, demons inha- inhabiting a human body. So I want to talk about demon possession. Um, is that something that is common? Does it happen? And also, can a Christian be demon possessed? Mike, you wanted to respond. To yeah, that. I was. I was dying. I texted Garrett. <laughs> Make sure me Brett about, doesn't get to answer this. Ask one, right? me about demon possession. No. Um, uh, this is something that I think is is uh, uniquely absent from our experience in America and Western Western Christianity because we live a more enlightened life. Right. 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 And so we don't we don't talk about and think about demons in that way. Um, years ago, there was a guy called Keith Green once. Garrett? The singer, yeah, yeah. Um, you remember him too. Mike? I mean, I don't yeah, remember I him, but I've heard of him. But he had he had an interesting line in one of his songs. Were you um, saying that like I wouldn't know who he was because I'm young? Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I know who he is. Well, we're almost. <laughs> the same actually, age, I, I so. read a I read a book that you gave me that is, uh, I think, written by Keith Green. Oh, was it? Or maybe he did the foreword or something. In it. Oh, okay. He was part of it. Yeah. Oh. See, Keith Green was. I know. I know. Brett was driving. With a cassette yeah. tape in, bopping his head to some Keith Green. He was a great songwriter. Yeah, but but he had a line in one of his songs that said, "It's from Satan's point of view," and he says, "My job keeps getting easier because nobody even knows I exist anymore." Yeah, right. Ooh, so that's good. Yeah, that is the case for a lot. Satan of us. is now, incognito. Yeah, it's now, like this, if, the Screw Tape Letters is a little bit like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yep. Yeah, and you go to other places in in the world, and it's much more in your face. This this spiritual oppression that people are facing, the the spiritual warfare, but but in America we we explain it away in a lot of different yeah, every ways. Mental illness, mm-hmm. uh, things like that, people's um, uh, struggles. We we believe it has an organic cause all the time, and then we just put drugs on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Jesus in his ministry, and I'm not saying all cases of mental illness are spiritual you you have to evaluate it but in in the, in the new testament uh often what happened jesus would run into somebody who was uh foaming at the mouth on the ground scribbling drooling and uh discerned it was a demon and cast it out i think i think demons can uh possess non-christians who open the door to it um and so in that case is in that case there would need to be some kind of uh you know exorcism if you will a prayer um i've i've actually been part of that uh in our church in Dallas where a woman had been a demon possessed she her parents had made a covenant with the devil and she was part of blood sacrifices i mean really into the occult you know so uh, a group of people uh, got around, prayed with her, met with her. I mean, it was it was an exhausting process. One one seminary student was sort of leading the whole thing to help this woman. Um, she was delivered, and he married her. Oh wow! How's that? <laughs> wow! It was awesome. Um, and but, how are they doing now? <laughs> yeah, I think he's a pastor. Great. So, that's a, that's amazing. Uh, that what was a, a great what a story. testimony. Yeah. It was a great story. But even in the church, some were going. Oh, I'm not sure if I, you know, how I feel about all that. And um, but anyway, it was a pretty clear case. How did you guys meet your wives? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> yeah, I give that one a ten out of ten. Thank you. Thank but you. then there was a guy that met Jesus uh, when he came uh, to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, who had a legion of of demons in him, and Jesus cast him out into the pigs on the hill. 
and then the pigs all ran off the hill into mm-hmm. the water. Did a swine dive. Uh, good one. What was the give that? Should no, we should be serious zero. about zero. <laughs> should be serious. But I think I think we can pray over people that come to us who have real, you know, uh issues they feel in bondage to. We pray over them and try to discern if there's any sort of spiritual warfare or if there's anything in their life which would indicate they open themselves mm-hmm. up at some point. Uh we we need to do more of this. Yeah. And the the other half of your question, what about Christians? Right. Um, so, I mean, scripture says in, in a lot of different ways, light and darkness don't have fellowship. If, if you have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of you, there isn't a place for a demon to come in and take possession there. And, and we see through scripture that, that at the name of Jesus, demons flee and run yeah right um, they shudder at the sound of his name mm-hmm. but but then there's also the passage where the the uh jesus comes and uh uh the guy's like cast this demon out of my son your disciples tried and they couldn't do it and jesus cast him cast out the demon and the disciples were like we why couldn't we do that and he says this only comes out by by prayer and fasting this only comes out through through engaging in that spiritual battle, f- through being in that place. And so, you know, I started off saying, like, we have to take Satan seriously and, and demons seriously. This is a real thing that we've kind of ignored in our culture. But we can also swing to the other side. And, and I, some of us may have known people who kind of see demons behind every bush, right? And, and a demon and Satan is behind every bad thing that happens in, in my life. And we have to remember, especially for a believer in Jesus Christ, you have victory over that. Yes. Greater um, is he who is in you amen. than he who is in the world, First yep. John 4, 4. We tend to think of the more dramatic things mm-hmm. like that. Possession, can you be possessed? But let's just step back from that and talk about how the devil works with demons to create uh, division in among friends and in churches. Deceives and yeah. uh, deceives you. How the devil uh, can bring temptations your way and be involved in all of that. Um, he's he's scheming. It says in Ephesians six. 12 that our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against you know angelic or fallen demons principalities powers against the schemes schemes of the devil that's a key word um he has methods he has plans he has strategies and christians need to become much more aware of that you said you said principalities and powers can we define that real quick what are principalities and powers uh, different ranks but to get more specific than that um you know, as Mike said, there's a lot we don't know, but it appears that there's different ranks. Yeah. Um, certainly, but they're demons. But they're demons. They're fallen angels, angels that uh, fell out of heaven with Lucifer, Satan, um, when the great fall happened. So, uh, but as as we we need to submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The scripture says, yeah. and that he's he prowls about like a roaring lion. First uh, Peter five eight. He prowls about like a roaring lion, someone seeking someone to devour. He doesn't want to just, you know, scratch you. He wants to destroy you. So, Christian, uh, wake up to the reality of spiritual warfare and yeah. be aware of it. 
Yeah. Well, thank you both so, uh, so much for coming down. Now, there's um, are there any resources that come off the top of your head? You, you mentioned Angelology, and you had said if you wanted to contact. I'll tell you this. You can email podcast at springhills.org, and I can get you um, whatever the, the questions you have. If you have more questions about this, I can um, get some stuff from Brett and Mike. But is there anything off the top of your head? I know Billy Graham uh, wrote a book on angels. Also, I think of the one that we went through in seminary, Angels Elect and Evil by Dickinson. Um, do you read that one, Mike, or maybe you didn't, mm -hmm. you didn't get a chance to read that book no. when you were there. Did you even did, go to that school? Yeah. Did Keith, <laughs> did Keith Green endorse that? No. Uh, angels elected evil by Dickinson. Um, and, uh, boy, there, there's just a lot you could even, uh, Google just, uh, fallen, uh, angels, you know, good yeah. and fallen, there's or so you can on. go back on the Spring Hills YouTube channel and That's listen I was gonna to say. Angels I and Demons. Do you, do you need there more you go. than I, what you have here? I was going to say, a, I know a pastor that did a whole uh, a whole series on this yes, a couple yeah, years back. Yeah, he did. So. Yeah, And it is on YouTube. It's called Angels and Demons. Uh, there's a playlist. You can listen to the whole thing. It's very simple to, to do that. So yeah, it's all there. Mike, you, any, anything you... I was just going to say, uh, Got Questions is great. Oh, I love yes, Got Questions. Yes. So some of these questions, after I ask, I'll, I'll ask some people, like, what are some questions you have about angels and demons or whatever? Mm -hmm. And then I'll go to Got Questions and see what some of the most frequently asked questions Gotquestions.org. Is yeah, gotquestions.org. Okay. Got and that's the same thing. So we just did a podcast with some other guys um, talking about an addiction, and it's the same thing. I, I mentioned, go to gotquestions.org, ask these it's questions. very good. Um, there's, it's multiple pastors that are on there that are answering these questions. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's good. It's it's supported by scripture. You can read yeah. what Balanced. the scripture is about it. Um, Each so, answer yeah. is drenched in scripture. It's yep. really cool. And then they also, if there if your question isn't doesn't exist on there yet, it'll go to them and they'll they'll answer you back. Like I've done that a couple times where I'll put a question in there and uh, and and they'll answer. I mean, it doesn't take that long. A couple weeks maybe they'll get you a really good answer in return, and then it stays on their site. Which mm. is really cool. So yeah. So maybe rather than uh, just typing into. Google, Google, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. How does you you might get can anything? I, can it's I talk like, to a demon? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's clarify that. Go to gotquestions.org, got not google.com. Yes. Yeah. Let's just go with that. That's a great way to end it. I'll give that ending a ten out of ten. All right, Mike and Brett, thank you so much for being here hey, today. Thanks. That's good.